And welcome back to episode 80 of Pretty Fort Weekly. My name is Chase Weitzer, and I'll be your host from the pink room of Greenwood Sound, and I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend, co-host, colleague, contributor to City View, Consequence of Sound, and iHeartRadio, Parker Reed. Welcome to Pretty Fort, the midnight hour. (laughs) (laughs) This is a late episode for us, Parker. We're recording at 924. Did we have an emotional heart-to-heart that lasted two and a half hours or so? Maybe. Did it include an IPA? Maybe two. Was it all about softball? <laughs> a <laughs> non-zero part of it. Yeah, was. a lot of it was about softball. <laughs> a lot of it was. <laughs> but aside from that, PR. Aside from uh, two emo boys today, we are talking about the new single mm. from Des Moines, Iowa native right. singer-songwriter Max Jury. Max Wellhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second, and uh, I'm more of a, if if I'm being honest. As far as canned bulk coffee goes, chock full of nuts is the way to go, dude. Mm. It's number one by by a mile. Hmm. Cafe Bustello, I'll take it. Hmm. Maxwell House, no way. Not in this house, dude. <laughs> so many polls going That's on. That's what right I now. say, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about coffee, PR. We're here to talk about music. Mm. But before we get to that, I want to remind the audience that they can head on over to prettyfort.com to drop us a link. Ah. Send us your music, even if it's music that you just like, that you have no part in making. Anything from Iowa, we're interested in checking out. Is it easy to send? Oh, my. All you have to do is press the button that says drop a link and Uh, then write your little message with whatever links you want, PR. It's so easy. Even if you just want to write in and say howdy, go for it, man. We'd love to hear from It'll you. It'll direct push notification both of us. And so <laughs> you we, will. <laughs> we will see it. <laughs> Quicker than Twitter. Like, I got a lot of notifications muted on Twitter, but... Including mine. <laughs> I do have Parker's text muted. I don't my, get any of those. My favorite interaction is when I just send you anything and you just respond with, I'm blocking you. <laughs> don't make me block I you. don't know what the most recent one was. Probably a YouTube... I've uh, definitely hit you with the, <laughs> this is harassment. <laughs> Stop t- stop texting me. It's always you love all it's always really, really boring forty five minute breakdowns about Sonic the Hedgehog levels or something <laughs> like the history of Mario sixty four speedrunning. Mm. <laughs> anyway, PR. Should we talk about Max Jury? Mm. Let's hop yeah. right into it, PR. Might be a little bit of a shorter episode today since we're recording so late, but the boys needed to have a cry, you know? Right. Did we? No, but you can imagine that we did. Right. Maybe we're lying about it. Maybe we really did. Whatever your head cannon is, you can walk away thinking whatever best fits your image of the PF boys. Now, Chasey Boy, as mm-hmm. it will say on your softball jersey, this is not the first time that we've talked about Max Jury. Absolutely not. In fact, we talked about the 2019 Max Jury album, Modern World. God, was it really that recent? Yeah. It and feels longer. It that. does feel longer ago. I think it's because 2020 counts as like four or five right. years rather True. than just one. Right. Of course, Max Jury, that was his second album in 2016. He had the self-titled Max Jury, which was his debut right. as a singer-songwriter. Of course, originally from Des Moines, Iowa, currently in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Oh, he moved back to the, <laughs> yeah. to the States? So in the 2019 review, we mentioned, I think, that he was living in Paris? Yeah, I and, remember France. Yeah, and he had at some point lived in Los Angeles, at some point lived in London, so this guy's moving all over the going, place. yeah. But as Iowans, we're still taking claim. This counts as Iowa music, so right. <laughs> we're talking about it on Pretty For It, the podcast. All well, like... Uh, We've done that for some of our recent episodes. I, actually, yeah. a few in a row now were hit. There's something about the corn-fed vibes, though. <laughs> Dude, I will say, I think it runs through 
the people that we mm. talk about. I do think that you can't walk away from it. It was true with St. Lennox. Right. There was that jangliness. We talked about the Christian themes of the mm. St. Lennox material, just the over-religious themes in general. Right. And we uh, obviously get that with the Caroline Sump release. Right. Yeah, Roots Rock, but very much in the vein of a Lily Detay, in the vein of some of the other artists around town. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Max Jury here, we see what could be called a return to form. Hmm. Modern World, was it a true deviation in style or sound? Maybe not, Ooh. but certainly had influences from outside collaborators that steered the project in a different direction. Right, so we were listening to part of this before, and obviously if you want to hear our thoughts on Modern World, we did a full review of the album you can search in this feed. Yes. Max Dury. But yeah, that album way more inspired by like, you know, kind of dusky R&B. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for sure. You know, almost like more dance influence, you know, slightly more sensual vibes on that thing. But also, yeah. you know, not completely. There was still some of this intimate style in there as well. Right. But yeah, at least with this track, there is none of that to be seen the r&b part yeah max jury's performance is consistent throughout all of his releases but i was actually reading about the records and that phenomenon that we're identifying is not just speculation literally like his his first album was largely driven i think by his own artistic vision and the popularity he was gaining from some of the singles he was recording and largely motivated by what he was doing already essentially pre-signing with the record label and like making an album the second album he very explicitly in, in his spotify bio calls out that he like was working with other collaborators mm. in, in pop music and you know grammy adjacent people that were going to sort of steer him in one direction or another and pr he has another album coming this fall huh. presumably this song is from the album but at the very least we have another album coming and in the explanation or the pitch on this album, he talks about essentially stripping away those elements and returning to his singular creative vision as far as his sound goes. And I think it's immediately apparent on this track. Absolutely. I mean, it's an interesting... Have we said the name yet? It's called The Desperate Kingdom of Love. Right. Which is a bold title. And you know, I, Great don't, title. I don't know. It's almost the choice of the word the that's mm. very intimate about it. Mm. And obviously they say, but I feel like sometimes it almost seems too formal. So people take out... The words like the and a, mm-hmm. uh, but so anyway, I was a fan of those stylings on Modern World. Yeah, um, I forget if you were. I liked it for sure. But do you think you know? I guess this is a jumping off point. Do you think that this style better fits Mister Jury? In a word, yes, absolutely. Mm. And in a word, waffles. <laughs> <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> the, the main thing, PR, if I wanted to summarize, and we're obviously going to talk more extensively about the track itself. Right now we're in the compare contrast phase. Immediately to me, the differences in a track like this versus the tracks that we got on Modern, modern World is that the production decisions feel motivated in mm. this track. Whereas my big problem with Modern World, and I don't remember if I called this out specifically in this verbiage in 2019, I was but a wee, you know, lad back then uh, a novice if you will uh, a true amateur at the ability of talking into a microphone for extended periods of time Mm. but back then uh, I recall at least and as I revisited modern world today I share the same belief that a lot of the production decisions while cool don't actually feel motivated by the track Mm. and my favorite song from modern world is called LA Rain and LA Rain is actually kind of a perfect 
case study in what I'm talking about because so many of the synth elements, the pads, the extra beats and guitars and the pieces, they just sort of get in between the listener and Max Jury. Hmm. And with a guy like Max Jury, whose voice is so sensitive and raw, whose songs are very classically singer-songwriter... I don't know if that's the appropriate production decision. Hmm. And a song like The Desperate Kingdom of Love PR to me is immediately more compelling than just about anything we got on Modern World, which makes me extremely excited for this record. Right. And now this is not the first thing he has put out since Modern World, right? Correct. I haven't heard anything since Modern World. There have been... So there was a live sessions, I think he did in London for some sort of uh, Audio Tree-esque publication digital publication and that was phenomenal dude that shit is so fucking Hmm. good it's stupid like his ability to sit down and just perform his song on guitar or on piano with his voice and replicate the like studio quality that he brings on a track is phenomenal he's he's truly exceptional in his ability to perform the song Hmm. which is why this song the desperate kingdom of love lands so hard for me because it's just way more max jury and way less everything else right uh so just the couple of tracks we were listening to before this it is very stripped down comparatively right like a lot of guitar a key you know it's very barren compared to some of those tracks we were listening to on modern world which I think does work out for this track. Yeah. I uh, So moving into The Desperate Kingdom of Love, that's the full title, right? Yeah, The Desperate Kingdom of Love. I should point out this is Max Jury with Fen Lily. Right. Just a side note before you get to your point, PR. It was interesting Fen Lily got the title credit here. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I will say her contributions to the song are more in a supporting role. Right. Like typically, I was like sort of expecting like a verse or something. Me as well. I think she adds a lot as far as her harmonies go. Mm. And I think it's cool that she's credited in the title. It was just a surprise. It was just noteworthy. Right. I guess mildly interesting. Yeah. What were you going to say? But so, you know, this is obviously less R&B and like way folkier. Mm. Like, you know, like you said, kind of more singer songwritery. And if I had, you know, a term to describe this track, I, to me, it's almost like soundtrack core. Mm. Oh, my God. I see dude. this fucking indie rom-com soundtrack core. Oh I my see God. this playing in the th- beginning of the third act. Yeah, of a of Link a, Later film or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 So, uh, budget's sure. under a million. Yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> under a mil. Okay, okay. Uh, well, it was under 10, I'll All right. say. All right, fair enough. Under 20? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this isn't Leprechaun 4, dude. <laughs> All right, we don't have the big bucks. No, PR, I mean, just cracking into it, this song starts off with this like really luscious piano sound and this really simple, folky guitar chord rotation, acoustic guitar chord rotation, just playing a simple strum pattern and just kind of looping through these chords accompanied right. by a piano. There's all these really gorgeous, like, atmospheric arpeggiated keys sort of dancing around in the beginning right they just keep going higher and higher super cool to me it feels like a choice that was motivated Mm -hmm. by the song itself the song is like lofty it's like it's uh it's heartfelt and uh and bittersweet obviously a title like the desperate of kingdom of of love the desperate kingdom of love implies such right and it lives up to that good point in title uh, the vocals are pretty whispery in the Max Jury style. They uh, are. Perf- I, f- yeah. I almost forgot how kind of alto Max's voice is, mm, right? Yeah. How kind of higher register they are. 
Yeah. And almost to the fact that this um, Lily, it's her last name? Fen Lily. Yeah, yeah Fen Lily. I mean, they almost kind of blend together here. Yeah. I was going to say, throughout, her performance is layered with Max Jury's, and almost for a bulk of the song, they're singing together. Right. Which perhaps is why the title credit comes into play, but... Yeah, those layered vocals, so fucking dreamy, dude. A dreamy is a word that I wrote, wrote down a lot in mm. talking about this track, uh, especially about the pads, uh, the synths that are popping in during the refrain. Yeah, just... I think that that's a great adjective. It's almost like, you know, it's kind of hazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, it, it doesn't, it, it's almost doesn't feel like real life in terms of how optimistic sounding it's, or I don't know, what do you think? It, no, you're on to something it's like optimism it's like a romanticized yeah exactly exactly it is highly romanticized for sure and um dude when the shakers come on in the second (laughs) like he he does a really great job at taking just the bare minimum of percussion here it's super simple super stripped down but it gives you a beat so there's something and then just taking these little auxiliary percussion elements and just sprinkling them in right at the right time to give you just a little bit more movement in the track right and that happens with the shakers it happens with like what i think is a tambourine Mm. in part of the song i love just dropping those in progressively i feel like if this was a modern world track that would have all came in the first opening portion of the track and been you know sort of buried with other guitar leads and synthesizers and other sounds Mm. that don't necessarily add up to uh to make a better track right now the chord rotation we're working with here is very much like a ballad sort of chord rotation right very the whole vibe dramatic very mm-hmm. cinematic almost like we even get a really dramatic piano drop a wum bum bum yeah yeah I'm, yeah i you know i i think it does come together i think it does work yeah what, what do you think about that um but you know because it's even in three four six eight whatever mm-hmm. the vaults right i'm not imagining that right Dude, I didn't think about that until you said it, and now I have to think about I'd have to listen to it to confirm, but I think you're right. Let's just pretend it is, and I'll edit in a little message if it's not. Pause. Chase, this song is very obviously in 3-4. Parker was right. I mean, it could be 6-8, but at the very least, it's not 4-4. Four, four. So, back to the show. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> dude, the, the construction of the song is also, to me very strong it's in very, its simplicity it's very subtle yeah 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 the bridge comes in and you don't notice it which is the best type of bridge mm. like to me yeah. by far i i loathe like the taylor swift downshift and then upshift mm. it's one of the weakest part of parts of taylor swift songwriting mm. continually in almost every song Dude, you're it's throwing- like the bridge is just like a part where the song stops and a new song starts Dude, you're, th- you're throwing shade at um Throwing shade yeah, at fearless. Yeah. I, I want to shout out one of my favorite podcasts. Have you listened to the New York Times Still Processing before? No, I have not. It's one of my favorite podcasts. However, for for people like us, I'll say. Right. They had kind of an episode that drove me insane. Okay. They're two culture writers that they do a lot of, you know, kind of current tying pop culture in with social culture, regardless. They did this one episode that was all about bridges. Okay. Music, physical bridge, music, musical bridges. bridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My brain, physical bridges <laughs> <laughs> under the bridge. <laughs> and but for people like us, like in, they're playing to the nor- the normies, right? That yeah, don't know like yeah. what. But it's them being like, okay, so there's the A part, right? It's yeah. Like traditionally, you know, 
Yeah. And then there's the B. I wish you could like see Pierre's hand motions right now. And then there's fantastic. A, and there's B, and then, and they over-dramatize this so much. And then, it's like an entire new song starts. Right. It's the Brit, and they were like talking about Taylor Swift. Excellent podcast, that one episode I wasn't jazzed did about. They, did they point out Taylor Swift as a good example? Er, That's, as a prominent example, okay, is what okay, I would okay. say. For sure. But, well, what song? They were talking about that driver's license song. Driver's license. Yeah, is this off the fearless thing? No, it's okay. uh, it's not a Taylor Swift song. It's like oh. Olivia Rodrigo or something like that. Okay, really, like it's kind of a TikTok song. I got you. But they were kind of talking about T Swift being like the champion of dude bridges. It's, not it's, to sidetrack. No, but like too it's, much. It's a great. It's a great sidetrack. I'd say one of my favorite podcasts is Action Boys. It's where these dudes mm. talk about action movies. So I'll just throw that out there for uh, records. <laughs> 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 Boys with a Z, you can go yeah. to Action Boys on Patreon. No, um, it's relevant point because to me, bridges are like such a key moment in songs where sometimes songs don't have them and they don't need them. And I just think to myself, oh my God, thank God this song doesn't have a bridge. There are songs right. that happen like that. And then songs do have bridges in a song like this where it feels like part of the song in a good way. It feels like I've gone on this journey with Max Jordy. I'm ready for the next right. step. Like, I am not a fan of that jarring, like, Taylor Swift breakdown of, mm. like, dude, fucking me is the worst one. Me is probably the most atrocious example. Me is yeah. wild, man. But anyway, enough about other examples. Max Jury has an excellent bridge here that seamlessly brings you back into one final chorus. In what I would say is actually an unexpected way, you get this guitar drop kind of into like the next right. one, and it's the first time, as far as I'm aware, that you get an electric guitar on the track. Yeah, which again feels like saving something in your back pocket for different key moments in the track. It's just it, it contributes right. to that sparse and emotional vibe that makes the song compelling. I think the tempo is also a key factor of that. It's very down tempo. Mm -hmm. It's very lumbering mm -hmm. but you know i feel like that lends to that specific point it lends to the benefit in that way where it, it isn't immediately noticeable it almost it sneaks up in there yeah absolutely sneaks PR. up in there pr should we summarize i mean yeah it's a simple song it's a simple yeah. song i honestly this is one of my immediately like favorite max jury tracks mm. it's very encouraging to me like i think it's just a really cool sound it works with his style it doubles down on the things that have worked in his prior releases while also introducing new elements like the harmonies with fen lily mm. so uh, i'm absolutely saving this track mm. i'm holding the save hold i'm not pulling the trigger don't pull that trigger I'm not i'm not pulling that trigger you gotta wait for that record I'm interested because, you know, I enjoyed a, a lot of Modern World. I'm interested to see what rubbed off on him mm -hmm. that he will bring to this, you know, in quotes, return to form, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, to see if any of that sensibility, not much of it showed up on the Desperate the, Kingdom of Love. Right. It didn't show up that much on that track. But I am interested to see what this entire album brings. And we'll have to wait until the fall. Mm. Dude, I'm going to put this out into the universe. If Max Jury is ever in Des Moines again. And I'm sure he will be. I mean, he's from here, right? I'm sure his parents live here. I'm sure he's here sometimes. Right. Fucking collab. Dude, how sick would a Pretty Fort interview be with Max Jury? It would be sick. And if you haven't listened to Pretty Fort interviews, just keep in mind, it's a separate feed. It is a separate feed. Hashtag yeah. separate feed. Mm. Go ahead and search Pretty Fort interviews. Uh, our last one, of course, was with Wave Cage. Right. The Iowa City-based 
or derived jazz project mm-hmm. electronic textures all that jazz super fun project with ryan and Jarrett. and uh spoiler alert man i'm just gonna tease it right now our next interview is with hex girls uh. from cedar falls so excited to start editing that and breaking it down pr and i actually drove up to cedar falls right we met hex girls there at essentially their home base right the octopus it was what our vaudeville muse used to be yeah i know it felt very <laughs> vaudeville it felt very gabe's iowa city and uh it was a great experience we got to like chat with the entire band on one interview it was kind of chaotic i mean i don't know quite yet how mm. how the audio quality will come out but i hope it works we shot a lot of video for it too and we're really excited to get working on right. it so we've got a lot more interviews coming in the future for you to check out and Let's just uh, let's just start wink wink nudge nudge. It's gonna happen. We're gonna get Max Jury on one of these nice, days. Nice, so uh, nice. should we start the hashtag <laughs> MJ number four PF M- MJ twenty three <laughs> PF? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, we could like maybe piggyback that onto some other MJs and get some uh, steam on the fucking numbers, you know, <laughs> trending in the US. <laughs> Which MJ are we talking about? Take your pick. <laughs> Jackson, Jordan, Ty- oh no, Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, Game 6. Mm. He's talking about Michael, not MJ. Okay, Jay-Z lyrics. Anyway, PR, and that was episode 80 of Pretty Fort Weekly. Thank you for listening. You can head on over to prettyfort.com mm. to check out our written coverage of the Des Moines and Iowa music scene and also submit your music. Yeah. Drop us a link. Or head send on us over a funny to- video. <laughs> send us memes. Uh, tweet us memes at at Pretty Fort. Oh, nice. DM us memes on Instagram. Ah. At Pretty Fort DM. Nice. If you got memes, we got dreams, baby. <laughs> Parker, where can they follow you on Twitter? At Reed, Parker. And you can follow me on Twitter at Max Furry. That's right. Oh. I've got a fursuit now. <laughs> My fursona is Chase Tar. Kind of like Reptar, but Chase Tar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's at Schweitzer515 on everything. Mm. And PR, should we hit him with this thing? Let's do it. Keep, Keep on spinning. spinning.